0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Tent Talk. I'm Nancy McCrady. Today's podcast opens up again the conversations that I've been wanting to have with people for quite some time about how frustrating human love can be when we make it our source. God was always meant to be our source. And until we really, truly make the shift to Him and the love that He has for us, We will remain on cycles of frustration and of unfulfilled expectations because we've continued to take our needs to other people and to our own performance, and this is what continues to lead us into places of deep bitterness and resentment. I hope that this provokes you deeper into your personal process as you listen today. I'm glad we're in this together. Here we go. Hey everybody, it's good to be together again here on Tent Talk. I'm continuing our conversation today on coming to the end of human love. Now what this means is, is that we were never meant to live and exist uh, and flourish and mature based upon a source that is out of other people, out of human love out of self-love. We are those who were always meant to live out of the deep love of God, actually the love that is God. So when I say that I want to have these conversations with you in this love month of February, it's because to bring exposure to that which really deep down, we all know it's not working, and we have just used so much of our effort and our time and our money and we've exhausted ourselves trying to rekindle and to you know upgrade human love and we've we've experienced so much devastation disappointment um in our efforts to find maybe that perfect soulmate to find those perfect friends uh, as many would call them, our BFFs, you know, that we're just looking and so longing for people who will be to us really and truly something only God was ever meant to be to us the very source of our value, our significance, um, of our belonging. He is our source. Other people can be a resource, but He is our source. So today, I want to talk a little bit more about what can be the fallout sometimes when we continue to try to find others to be to us what only God was meant to be to us. Last time we were together, I gave you this little pop quiz, and I told you, now think about these uh, questions. And be honest with yourself. Let the Holy Spirit take you places and show you things maybe you've never seen before. Maybe you've never thought of before. But in thinking about those answers, hopefully it begins to open you up and to awaken you to maybe why you're feeling the way that you are, why it is that you're exhausted and tired and human relationships, whether in the church, out of the church in your family, outside your family, at work, outside work, that wherever these relationships are, why it is that they may continue to be a source of stress and strife to you. Maybe they're temporarily, you know, something that's good and wonderful, but eventually you find that all your relationships kind of end up in the same place of maybe being a disappointment Uh, Maybe once again, a cycle of frustration of you thought this next church, this next relationship, this next boss, this next friend was going to be the one. And what you found was that after you'd been engaged with them for a while, no, it began to fall into this same cycle. I want you to be able to see why that may be so that you don't stay on an endless cycle of frustration and disappointment and always looking for a new person or a new church, that you can be one of those who finally gets planted in the house of the Lord, realizing, well, yeah, there's going to be you know, great days here and there might be difficult days here. Because when you determine that you're going to stop the elusive search for that perfect person, that perfect relationship, that perfect friend, that perfect pastor, that perfect leader, that perfect mentor who will not disappoint and will finally fulfill all your expectations. Once you come off of that elusive hunt and you truly begin to be led by the Holy Spirit, You get into your place, your local church, you get planted somewhere in the house of God. Uh, You can begin then to realize here is where I can really begin to grow in the deep love of God because I stop putting ungodly demands upon other people and I no longer participate in others putting ungodly demands on me. And now I can begin to actually grow and thrive because I'm making God my source. So I wanted to share with you today um, a little bit further as we go in just a little bit deeper. So again, we don't want to keep living in a cycle of unfulfilled expectations because we keep taking our needs, our deep core needs to people. Remember we talked last time about Romans 125 the very nature of self, um, is determined to be the source for others and to have others be a source for me. It's what I call creature worship. So I've titled uh, these conversations that we're having here on Tent Talk, because it's under the tent of God's presence where he can start really showing us these things, is I've titled these conversations, Stop Creature Worship. We have got to stop worshiping our abilities to be enough for others and stop worshiping um, other people as our source because we've got to be those who are in deep transition where we're taking all of our core needs to God the Father. That's how we were meant to live under the big tent of His presence. So this is why um, our unfulfilled expectations Um, when we keep being disappointed, results in deep bitterness, resentment, um, even going so far as a hatred, an envy, a jealousy, a covetousness. You can see that it's progressive when we continue to have unfulfilled expectations. It leads to deep bitterness. And bitterness eventually will lead to a deep, private self-indulgence. Now, it won't stay private. Eventually, anything that we're doing privately is going to break out publicly. It's going to break out and eventually be seen for what it is. But this deep, private bitterness can lead to Uh, resentments and all that, we begin to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to cut myself off from people. I'm not going to go back to church. We start shutting doors inwardly, and we can kind of feel the cold wind uh, within ourselves, this cold, dark place that it can take us to. And then eventually we say, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to get what I need for myself. And so this is where nice church-going folks I uh, can end up, no matter how high level they are, no matter how greatly responsible they are, they can find themselves in places they never meant to go. They never imagined that they could end up in the places that they are. Maybe this is you. And I'm hopeful that these podcasts will reach those of you that may be finding yourself as wow, I have gotten myself caught into a trap. I didn't know I was bitter. I didn't know that it had led me to self-indulgence, but I am now privately uh, in something that I never meant to get into, whether it's a relationship with another person, uh, whether it is indulging in the way you're spending money or the way you're eating or whatever it may be, but you are finding yourself with out-of-control appetites in private, and I want you to begin to see that, oh, trust me, there is great hope, okay? Trust me, there is a way of escape, but we've got to begin to let uh, Holy Spirit begin to expose to us what is really happening deep within, and that ultimately, no matter what others may have done to us or haven't done for us, and we may be bitter because of these things, We have to ultimately begin to see we and we alone have to take extreme ownership for how we have now attempted to handle that hurt, that rejection, that disappointment, that trauma, that pain, how we are attempting now to handle, if you will, our own pain management as Christians, all right, that we are trying to take care of that and uh, we have decided you know what i'm not going to i'm not going to trust these people anymore i'm just going to trust myself i am going to love myself and what happens is when we start turning from the ungodly source of other people as our source of love We start turning to ourselves, and we say, well, I'm going to love me if nobody else is going to love me, and I'm going to get for myself what I should have. I've worked hard all these years. I've done all of this. I've been faithful. I've sacrificed, and boom, the next thing you know, you are now indulging in things maybe you once judged others for. Now you are allowing yourself to engage in things privately. And you are catering to thoughts within yourself that are leading you now into actions that you never imagined that you would be in. Because remember, my heart is for the private reality of the lives of believers, not just their public image, what they're portraying to others um what I call the impression management that we're all involved in we're trying to manage the impression that we make on other people but yet there's all this other stuff that's going on deeply privately within us and that is where God is looking that is what God is concerned about is where you're really at what is really going on within and so in line with that Um, I want to uh, remind us again today that, you know, God created each of us. He created you to need exactly what and who he is. Every need that you have that today may be powerfully going unmet uh, every single need that you have, a need for love, a need for acceptance, a need uh, to be included and to belong, the deep need to be known and understood, you need somebody to get you. You need someone to understand what you have lived through. I'm going to suggest to you you have a deep need for pity, a need for someone to appreciate the. Um, events of your life and to understand what you've really had to live in, Uh, the deep need for security, the deep need for perfection. I believe we have a deep need for perfection um, because every need that we've been given is a need for who God is, and he's given you needs that are the size of God. So they are big, and no one was ever meant to fulfill the needs that you have other than God himself. He wants to be everything to you, and he really means it when he says in the scripture that he's jealous for you, and he wants to be welcomed with a jealous love. God is looking and desires a reciprocal relationship with you. This is what it tells us in James 4, 1 through 5, especially in verse 5 in the Amplified Classic. But you know, oftentimes we don't really believe that God really means this because, you know, the flesh and and human love, self-love, just kind of shrugs God off um, because we're like, yeah, I know God loves me, but... And then we go right on to say, but, you know, I really want this person. I need someone with skin on. We have all these ways of somewhat discounting the very one that we were made for and that we publicly declare he is our God. But remember, this is where we are privately. And I don't want you spending a lot of time under condemnation if maybe you're recognizing how deeply you've been in this toxic Human love, I want you to come under serious conviction about it by the person of Holy Spirit, but not under condemnation because what condemnation does is it gets you cycling back through self where you're going to try to fix it and try to overcome it. No, when conviction comes and the Holy Spirit can bring you into deep agreement with Him about what this really is, then Holy Spirit can actually lead you into the deep, vibrant, robust, invigorating, <laughs> unbelievable love of God Himself. So I do want you to come under the serious conviction of this, but not the condemnation that would come. So we want to begin to recognize that the God kind of love our God who is love, he was always meant to be our source. He's not our consolation prize when we can't find humans. But unfortunately, what happens is that if I can find me some good humans, some good creatures that are adequate in loving me, I may never come to know God as I was meant to. And so when we can gather around us groups of people and, and, um, and and we're satisfied with just the human love that we can give and receive, um, I'm going to suggest you we'll never come to know him as we were meant to. Therefore, we'll never live the life that we were meant to. Therefore, we will never mature as we were meant to. We'll never walk in the depths of true faith that we were meant to. Because love is what energizes and activates faith, according to Galatians 5, 6. Love is what matures us and builds us up into the full stature of Jesus Christ according to Ephesians 4.15. Human love doesn't do that. It is the love that is God and it is the God kind of love that produces that. And we're going to need that in this hour of history. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymcready.com or follow her on social media at McCready If we're going to serve our generations, if we're going to walk in deep abiding oneness with the Father, this is the love that we've got to start drinking of and receiving from, because it will begin to mature the life of Christ that is within us. So this, this has to become a part of the deep, work of discipleship, the deep, private, provoking process of discipleship within us. So let's just talk a little bit about these unfulfilled expectations, unfulfilled needs uh, that go on inside of us uh, and produces all this bitterness and the ramifications of all of that. But let's look at this deep need that we have to be loved perfectly. So we don't have to deny it. We don't have to be ashamed of it or run around trying to get others to meet it. God loves us and knows us perfectly. So you and I have a deep need to be loved perfectly. I want to say this, to be loved perfectly. Otherwise, why are we so disappointed when somebody doesn't love us perfectly? The way that we want to be loved of the time. I had to finally come to recognize, no, I want to be loved perfectly 100% of the time. Now, how many of you know there are not enough humans that can take on that job description? All right. If I have a hundred people that show up here at my home office today, all right, and they all tell me, Nancy, we love you. We love you. We love you. Okay, well, you're going to have to come back uh, every hour on the hour. You're going to have to come back tomorrow. Can I pencil you in for tomorrow? Uh, are you going to be back? Are you going to prove to me that you love me? Are you going to call me? Are you going to keep up with you? Are you going to check on me? You know, do you begin to see that if I really get in touch with my deep need to be loved perfectly, how many of you know there's not enough people, there are not enough pastors, leaders, mentors, coaches that can fill that need. But amazingly enough, guess what has happened? Is that God has put the Holy Spirit inside of me. He lives with me 24-7, 365 days a year. And one of his glorious job descriptions is that he pours the love of God into me and sheds it abroad in my heart nonstop if I am willing to draw from that love. If I'm willing to put a full demand upon that love, then I can be loved perfectly every minute of every day. That's the abiding oneness that can come to me. So I don't have to keep settling for what I can get from people. I don't have to keep settling for what someone else is just willing to give me. Uh, I don't have to settle for what I can earn from people. I, you, can be loved as we were meant to be loved perfectly. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 13, 12. It says, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. You see, that deep need to be loved and to be known and to be understood is met by God himself. There in 1 Corinthians 13, I believe in the Amplified Classic, it says that love is true affection for God and others that comes from me receiving the love that God has put in me and the the love that God has for me. You see, I don't have to come up with love for God and love for myself and love for others. I was never meant to be the source of that. I was always meant to receive The love of God first, and then the love that He has for me, and the love that He's put in me out of that deep reservoir of love. I can draw from that love and love God back, and I can love myself, and now I can love my neighbor. And how many of you know your closest neighbor, if you're married, is your spouse? Your closest neighbor are those that are right next to you. You know, at one point in my life, the easiest thing for me to do was to love everybody else. The hardest and most pressing was loving people at my own house. I used to tell the Lord, please send me to the world to preach. Just don't send me home. Please don't make me go home. I want to stay as busy as I can and as active as I can because home was never the place where my need was met. Being out in public, being on the platform, being on the stage, being engaged with other people. Oh, how easy it was. And boy, that love just flowed. But boy, you get me at home and the doors close, man. I hardly have anything to give. Wow. What an education God had to bring to me deeply and personally for me to see that where i lacked it the most was where he wanted to minister to me the most and so learning to really let him show me what was going on inside of me and maybe what may be going on inside of some of you that was where the it really started to turn where things really began to shift. And I realized, man, the fact that I can love everybody else, you know, 12 to 16 hours a day in the ministry isn't really the crux of whether I'm really loving or not. It was what is happening privately between me and God, between me and myself, and between me and my closest neighbors, the people within my own house. Wow, what a time of a uh, great revelation that God was having to bring to me because you see those who were closest to me that's where the real demand was to be able to be loving and kind to be able to love as God had called me to love um, and so that is where I began to find what I call uh, claustrophobic <laughs> relational pressure. Uh, And claustrophobic relational pressure is a name that I came up with because I would feel claustrophobic when the real close relationships of my life, that is where I found, oh, I was touchy, I was moody. Um, I I just didn't have much left after giving off uh, and giving out to everybody else. Uh, You know, this is where God had to really begin to bring a deep conviction to me uh, about uh, this love that he wanted to uh, deepen between he and I. And uh, so that's something that maybe we will talk about in our other conversations and the other podcasts to come uh but today i wanted you to know that the deep needs that you have can only be met by him and when they're not then deep down we are really in a place of lack of development of love uh with god as our source of that love uh the other one and i want to close out with this one is when you find out that you have a deep deep big god-sized need for attention. And this is where we have to realize, you know, that I can act like I don't need attention or I can run around and just, my goodness, I just want attention all the time. And uh, But if we don't realize that where the scripture says, which is a scripture that we quote all the time, The scripture says that God thinks about me more times in one day than there are sands on the seashore, and then I want to go around and act like I don't really have a deep need for attention, uh, is kind of putting me (laughs) at uh, opposing views with God. Because if God says he's thinking about me more times in one day than there are sands on the seashore, then eventually I've got to come to see I have a big need for attention oh yes, I do want someone paying attention to me. I want someone who thinks about me all the time. And and uh, yet when I take that need to other people, it can never be fully met. And then what happens is that I have uh, probably a lot of drama going on in my life because I just need People to pay attention to me, or i f- I flip to the other side of my flesh, and I'm stoic, and I say, "Oh no, I don't need anybody to pay attention to me, oh no, don't, don't mind me, all right, and then we kind of martyr ourselves and martyr our deep need for attention, so we don't want to be you know doing uh, flips from flesh one side of our flesh to another all right, we want to be finally realizing, wait a minute, I have a deep need for attention and maybe it's time for me to take that deep, deep unmet need to God, my Father, and allow him and his continuous thoughts towards me to begin to meet that deep need for attention. And as he meets that need, it begins to bring a deep settledness within me. It begins to bring a calm, uh, and, and a, an undisturbed composure to me because that need is actually being met because I've repented of trying to go to other people or to my own self to get that need met and I'm now bringing it to him because ultimately this is where all of this is to bring us to is to bring us to him That we would live the way we've always been meant to live, which was in deep abiding oneness with him, that we would come to know the love that he has for us. I mean, this love that he has for us is the very fuel that we, that you and I were created to operate in. Uh, and this may be why many of us are kind of spewing and sputtering around, breaking down every few miles, because we've sought another fuel altogether. We've sought to uh, live by the love of other people or the love of uh, that we can produce through our own performance. But our need for love can only be met in Him, because He is love. And this life that we've been called to live with him that begins first in a deep private place uh, and then eventually will work its way out publicly. But we've got to be those that come to see, man, maybe the reason I've been bitter and I've been unfulfilled and I keep living in these cycles of frustration is because I've been continuously taking my deep God-given needs to other people. And that is why um people continue to disappoint. Well, because um we were never meant to get it met through them. And I don't want you to live focused only on, quote, the mean people in your life, those that don't do for you. I want you to come to really to a much deeper place of conviction to Maybe ask yourself, why have I continuously taken my God-given needs to people? Maybe this is going to be where it all clicks for you and you begin to realize, wait just a minute. The issue isn't the failure of others. Maybe it's been my own failure to take my need to God himself. This is what I want to begin to lead you to see is this is where the deepest conviction that Holy Spirit brings to us comes. It's not the failure of others. It's that we have continuously made something other than God our source. And today could be that day, as we close out this podcast today, today could be that day where the Holy Spirit begins to bring a deep, powerful, necessary conviction to you, just like he's had to do in me multiple times to bring you to that place to say, wow, Father, I have continuously ignored you. I have turned my back on you. I've been trying to get this need met through other people. Maybe I've even, Father, continuously prayed and asked you to do this for me and to get me other people. And all the while, I kept not realizing, kept missing the very fact that I refused to bring my need to you. So today, my encouragement to you is take every bit of your God-given need for love and attention to be known, to be understood. Every single need that you have, begin to turn to him and say, Holy Spirit, meet my need as I come to the Father, pour the love of God into me at new depths, that I could begin to turn towards him and begin to hear him and live with him in the way that I was meant to. All right. So this is where we're going to close out for today. All right. Because sometimes we can only take some of this just in small portions. And so I don't want to overwhelm I want to just give you a little bit more to think about today in this deep, provoking process of real discipleship. All right? So I love you. Think upon these things. I'm already looking forward to continuing our conversations together here under the big tent of God's presence. He loves you, and He will protect you and guard you during this process. All right, then. Until next time. All right. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I will be with you next time on TikTok. See you later. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.